1: I mean, do you want to talk
2: about bizarre? That's exactly how we describe it. What the hell happened last night in Las Vegas? We'll get to all of that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. It is Outkick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, hundreds of those all across the country. We appreciate you making us a part of your Tuesday morning as we take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Right here on FSR. Um, what the hell was that last night? Okay. I, yeah, I'm trying okay. to figure out what the hell that was.
0: It, it was a, uh, it, it was an interesting game. It was. I, I think listening to John Gruden post game and his comments were uh, were probably pretty appropriate, right? Um, I think there's people who turned it off at different points in time, thinking uh, maybe the Raiders won, and they would have been right. Uh, or Or maybe that the the Ravens were going to win i, I don 't know, but that was one of the most entertaining games I can remember in the past few years. I mean it it was <laughs> it was up and down all around and and I came away most impressed by just the perseverance of Derek Carr. I mean, this guy has been battled and beaten, everyone 's trying to find someone to replace him and i don't i still don't i don't still don't think they have a number one wide receiver I mean they've got Waller Waller's great, everyone thinks they force it to him too much, but at this point that's really their only option uh but they, they still don't give him much help, and he continues to deliver in the clutch i mean time and time again it's it was i came away extremely impressed with Derek Carr after that game,
4: yeah, yeah, why not watch him okay. <laughs> Well, I'll save it. I, I, I said that they, they are a, to me, they are a show team. I, and what I mean by show team, at times they show. And, and during the course of this game, they had glimpses where they shown what they can be. The play calling looked to be effective and efficient. Derek Carr's arm looked to be effective and efficient. They, they looked to be able to execute effectively and efficiently. Now, when I look at the Ravens, I look at the Ravens, and and I'm asking myself during the course of the game, is this a different game if both the running backs, J.K. Dobbins, and and also uh, what's my guy, who's who's the big back, big uh, Gus Edwards, big Gus Edwards, yeah. right, Gus the Bus? Uh, I'm asking myself, is this a different game? I do believe it's a different game. Um, if those guys are playing just because I think it would have created a little bit more balance uh, and a little bit more time of possession for Baltimore, and I think it would have took some pressure off of, off of Lamar Jackson. Um, but make no mistake about it, you you have to go into a stadium. You have to be able to put the game away when you have opportunities to put the game away. I felt like the Ravens had moments where they could have, they could have took control of the game, but they didn't. Yeah, and I guess I could say the same thing about the Raiders. I guess the Raiders had moments in the game where they could have took over the game, and they didn't. And and so, I, I got to say, look, I come away from the game feeling I, I was high on the Ravens. Obviously, I didn't like the injuries to their backfield. I do think that it did play a difference. So. I'm not as high on the Ravens but I'm not higher on the Raiders as as I was before the game, I I think they kind of did what was expected. They made some plays. They did some interesting things. They were able to win this game.
2: Because I think you were saying before the show, they're the worst one and no team you've seen in the history of the NFL. Is that what I you won't were saying? Say or the or history that, was, was that me that said? Yeah, yeah. I won't
4: say. I, I come said that. on. I won't say the history. The,
0: the Texans
2: that. are a lot closer to that. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Jonas. <laughs> Jonas. Um, by the so way, uh, you you, you, mentioned the, uh, you mentioned the you uh, mentioned the John Gruden post game here was the uh, Raiders head coach afterwards coach
1: in your career
2: have you ever been involved in a game like this before where it almost appeared like you had to win the game twice can you recall anything
5: like uh, this I in your like career I
2: died and, and woke up and died again and
0: I was like a cat I had multiple lives tonight I don't like playing like that it was um tough but um again we, we did a lot of really good things to win
4: that football game tonight
2: I mean, how many people do you think had money on the game last night that became drug addicts because of the game last night? Like, have uh, full blown addiction you have problems? Way right too now.
4: much. Invested in in the game, if that's what you. <laughs> I mean, if that's I the, the dark, Lamar. hey Brady, if that's the dark alleyway <laughs> that football saying, is taking, you need. Uh, you, know. you don't yeah. need football. You need Jesus.
2: Uh, I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you need some church. That's and, what and, you, you do. And, and by the way, go to l- church. L- Lose. L- l- little behind the scenes here. All right, the reason why Brady is so celebrating uh, d- Derek Carr coming into this game is because he nearly had to walk back an email bloviating about the greatness of. Derek Carr, as we were sending pre-show notes, <laughs> this is true. and so and so, be, true. so because he, Derek Carr saved his ass because Lamar Jackson couldn't take care of the football, so now Brady Quinn is looking around, going, "Well, I mean, nobody knows. I mean, Derek Carr, the great Derek Carr, he saved you. That's what that's what this is all about. You're mm-hmm. celebrating Derek Carr. Here. No,
0: it, he, he saved me. What what he really did was he made me look more prophetic, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, I, I called this. Um, no, I just think." I, I really th- went back to re- the regulation when they had the ball with 37 seconds and they had to get into a chance to have a field goal. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, that that's a very, very slim chance of them being able to actually execute that and get that done. And it, he made it look like clockwork, dude. He made it look like clockwork. When they needed it, he got it for them. That was what impressed me most about it. And then I think it was how he just handled pressure. You know, both uh, – well, I guess the long pass to Brian Edwards up the sidelines that wasn't a touchdown but appeared to be, and then Zay Jones to finish. You know, you if you're a Ravens fan, you might be might be blame- blaming Wink Martindale mm. because you already watched how they won the game, quote-unquote, before to Brian Edwards. You brought pressure. You flushed around the pocket. He threw it up to Brian Edwards who took advantage of one-on-one coverage and damn near got in the end zone. And so you already watched how that happened once – and then the play that he turns the ball over is the play uh, granted it's closer down you know down near the end zone but you don't bring any pressure and so then you go to you know after Lamar Jackson turns the football over what does Mark, Mark Greendale do he just he throws it up again and, and there's Zay Jones all alone by himself because it's one on one coverage with no safety help i mean it's it's a uh, it's a boomer bust defense. It is. I, I don't think it has to be either. Levar, like you're, hey, you're a your guy. Your guy, Odafe Owe, yeah, oh, my God, man. Nice. That dude can
4: get after he's it. He's fast, man. I was telling you guys he about is. him last week. He's yeah. uh, he's just so fast. Yeah, Jonas fast. kept
0: talking about him in the showers, but oh, I mean, I'm just saying between – I mean, that was just Jonas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, but, but, but I'm saying that I don't know that they need to. I think – like I came into the game wondering what their pass rush would look like. I have no questions about that now. And, you know, honestly – as much as I will say Derek Carr won that game, and he did, he played incredible to me he in was clutch awesome. spots. The Ravens put him in a chance to be able to take advantage. And I don't think that's the play with a veteran quarterback. I think that was, a, that was poorly schematically called. In part because Derek Carr's seen all of this before. And John Gruden had seen all this. And they were prepared for it. They dialed up some plays for it. you got to give credit to the Raiders. They were de- dealing with some injuries too, right? Their offensive line was banged up. Yeah. Josh Jacobs looks like a shell of himself. He didn't look like he was back to 100% but tried to give it a go. You know, Ruggs at one point, you know, went out. He, he had a hard time, you know, kind of making as, as big of an impact as I think they're hoping he'll have. So I just – I think you're looking at both sides of it – there's issues for both sides, and, and the Raiders were able to survive it.
4: Brady, let me ask you this. Looking at that game, Lamar couldn't get as much spacing and, and in terms of his movement as he has historically been able to do. And the question will always come up, or it came up before the season, and you, if you guys remember, he had the soundbite saying, listen, defenses haven't figured me out. They haven't caught up to him. It, it did not look as though Lamar running-wise was going to be able to dictate the outcome of that game like in seasons past. Did well, you see that or did you feel as though, you know, what, it, what were your feelings in terms of what Lamar Jackson mobility-wise will impact? Did, it, did you take anything away from this one?
0: I took away the fact that their offensive line is in as bad of a spot as it's been for a while, in part because of Alejandro Villanueva at right tackle. I I don't mean to be harsh on a player. He looks like a spinning top. Mm. If that's what they're going to put out there every week at right tackle, and somehow they didn't watch last year's film of him at Pittsburgh where it was no different, He's in for a long – he can't stop anyone. I mean, Max Crosby is a good edge rusher in the NFL. He is good. He is not what I would consider elite. He's good. I mean, again, he can get after. He's going to pop in games. And I, he made him look like an all-pro. I mean, I, I don't care who you are. If you're not going to address that then with giving some help with a tight end or some help with the running back – And you just want Lamar, and you're going to say, hey, you got to step up every time, or you got to maneuver every single time he drops back. We can't get my man a clean pocket. Are we serious right now? I mean, he literally became a magician. I don't know if you watched the touchdown pass to Marquise Brown, but the way he slithered and slid through, he put on a top hat. He had his cape and a little th- – he pulled a, a rabbit out of a hat and then he slid through the pocket to be able to make that <laughs> throw. It was one of the most hey, ridiculous things I have ever seen. Hmm. But that's what he if, – if that's how the offensive line is going to protect him, that's unfortunately what he's going to have to deal with. So I was more, I think, frustrated from a quarterback standpoint that – and two, two things. The protection wasn't great. The scheme wasn't great in helping him. But I will say this. There was a few times <laughs> – my wife was sitting there watching with me the first half, and I'm like, "Come on, man, let go of the ball! Like it's there. Mm-hmm. there there's there's guys running open, and for whatever reason, he's not seeing it. Hmm. There, I mean, it, it's it's. I know it takes time if you're not accustomed to that, but there but can are you still... say that
4: this year? Is yes, that, is that acceptable in this year? Oh, of his I will. Career?
0: I will accept it for the rest of his career, Levar, because he is so damn good moving around and running with the football. And, and, and he's, there's still some special things he can do. I mean, he can change his arm slot. Now, some of it's not always for the better uh, because he's a little bit inaccurate when he drops down that sidearm throw. But he can still do it, and he can still get the throws off accurately at times. So I will be as patient with, La- with Lamar Jackson as long as I need to because he's that special of a talent. Like, there's st- he does stuff again. He's magic, man. He he's 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 magic. I mean, I don't know who you want to compare with magician, but it's incredible what he can do.
4: You know, just listening to you as a defender if he's missing open open receivers cuz he's holding it, that says that he is still trusting his his ability to be mobile more than he's trusting his ability to read his receivers and trust that his receivers are going to be where they're supposed to be. That would mean to me as as someone who would You know, obviously, I'm a defensive-minded coach. So, if I'm going into a game against a guy that just what you just said, I want him to move. I want him to move because if he's moving, then he's not focusing in on schematically the timing. Like sometimes you can look at the fact that all right, the longer a play goes, it could either work against an offense or it could work in the advantage of an offense guys can't cover but so long before guys begin to come open and if a quarterback can see it they can deliver to it but if you're telling me that he's if he's late he's late on the timing of the routes because of the movement then I'm going to want him to move Right and that, I mean that's what it well, kind of ultimately move, cause, comes down cause of, to
0: because of villain wave at the right tackle spot. I mean, I, 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 again, I'm not trying to be overly harsh. I, I just I watched it all last year. I was frustrated for Ben then, and, and now I'm watching it again and I'm like, good heavens, man! Like, and, and the, the thing I appreciate about Taylor Lewan is you know he gets beat by Chandler Jones a bunch this past week, calls himself out, and yeah. admits it. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying Villanueva needs to do that, but he he's got to make a change, man. I mean, mm. he, he went from being with Pittsburgh for I don't know how long, forever it felt like, and now he's with a team within the division. Like, sh- show them what you can be, that s- show them what you still got. You can't put that out there. I mean, it was. Because he
4: was upset the way they let him go. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't I, make – so what you're saying is he didn't, he didn't make Pittsburgh look like they made a bad decision is what you're saying. No.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I think if you go back and watch the tape of, of what Pittsburgh and Buffalo did, I mean, I would say that offensive line held up a hell of a lot better than what we saw last night. Mm. I mean, and, and, and you know this too, Lavar. If you're rush, rushing against Lamar Jackson, you're not going to rush as hard.
4: You got to punt. You got to yeah. play punt coverage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, like, they're not even getting – that like you know two hands in the ground sprinter stance firing off the ball yet because I, I don't know that you ever can when lamar jackson's at quarterbacks so i just that's a problem man it's going to be i don't know that their wide receiver personnel is a problem i think they've got plenty um loved watkins on the over for his receiving yards last night hit that oh, that's degenerate I'm just saying, there's a lot of prop bets I I have to hit. By the way, the easiest one ever, I think you can just go ahead and bid on this the rest of the season uh, Derek Carr over passing attempts. All right, it was 33 and a half last night. He almost passed that mark like midway through the third quarter.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, especially Josh, like you mentioned, Josh Jacobs did not look like the same guy uh, from a couple of years ago. And so we, we got to wait to see because I know he's dealing with some sort of a toe issue and then he was sick or something like that going into the game. So yeah. uh, just yeah. one, one game yeah. in and uh, already a problem. What were
0: they uh, called? The Vegas flu? Is that that yeah, new variant? Yeah, you know, it happens. The Vegas you know, yeah, flu. you,
2: you picked yeah. that up at a, at a slot machine near you when you're in Vegas. Uh, it is Outkick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. This,
1: this is Outkick the Coverage.
2: auto parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros that's oreillyautocom slash two pros i'll kick the coverage here fox sports radio LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up, top of next hour here, uh, there's a a rumor going around about a quarterback situation in the NFL that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, So we are going to dive into that here coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so... um, we had boots on the ground at the Raiders game last night in Las Vegas. My brother was there. All right. Now I need uh, I need Brady Quinn and Levar Arrington. I need uh, Brady Quinn and Levar Arrington to promise me that you guys are going to be honest. All right. Will you will you be honest here, Brady, and not Google search anything? Right. I need to yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. Of course. All right. Uh, I, I have got. I will not. Okay. All right. So you will not. You will not promise that. All right. I have got concession. And menu prices... From the Raiders game in Las Vegas last oh, night. Oh, nice. Okay, so so here we go. This is how this is going to work. Yeah. I'm going to go one at a time, and I'm going to see who gets closest to being able to guess the price uh, of these items at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. You guys are going to have two lifelines. One of them is Roberto, uh, Raider ball they washer number one. Well, no, but how like this is, lifeline, but, but, they, but they follow the know. team. Roberto right? would know. And and then uh, Danny G, uh, the other Raider ball washer here on the show. So, so you've got uh, both of those as your lifelines. You guys can pick and choose which one you want to use. But you can only use it once. All right. So, let's get it started here. The first item up $8. Oh, that's too (laughs) low. All right. The first item up a bottle of Coca Cola. Oh, a bottle of Coca Cola. All right. So, LeVar Arrington, you want to go first here? Who's closest? Six dollars. All right. You're going to go six. Brady Quinn.
0: I'm gonna. Uh, I guess before I say this, are are we doing like prices right here? How are we doing? This? Yeah, just yeah, whoever's closest. Uh,
4: you could go one dollar yeah. if you want. If you think I'm so far off, whoever's closest. Okay.
0: No, I I think you're pretty close. I'm gonna. I think it's more expensive though. I'm gonna say. Uh, I want to say ten, but I'm gonna say eight. I think the, n- the number you threw out. I think it's probably right. Eight. All right
2: ladies and gentlemen, LeVar Arrington is on the board. It is $6. Uh, $6, So it is $6. LeVar is on the board here here early on. Uh, So now we move on to concession item number two. Uh, Brady Quinn will get to go first on this one. Uh, Brady Quinn, how about a domestic canned beer? So this would be a Coors Light, a Bud Light, You know, something domestic. Uh, How much is a domestic canned beer at Allegiant Stadium, Brady Quinn?
0: How many of these are we doing? I'm just trying to get a for uh, my life 5 lines. We're doing five of them. Yes. Okay. It, Roberto, Time I'm going to bring you in as my lifeline here. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, given that you've had <laughs> a, a number good. of surfaces. <laughs> He's having one uh, right now. I, well, <laughs> I, I think you're, you'd, be, you'd be the person to help me uh, to help me win this one. How, how much would a can of beer be? Uh, I'm going to say $15. Okay. Uh, all right. It seems a but <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go with it.
4: All right. Levar I'm
2: going to go with eight fifty. Eight fifty. Wow, that's right. super low. All right, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Brady Quinn is on the board. Uh, Thirteen dollars for a domestic a can. can. Well beer. done. Uh, Eight fifty. What you're thinking of? High school football games. Uh-huh. Thank you, Roberto. Come on, you thank, thank you, Roberto. No, you, thank you got sir. It. Yeah, this is for a can. Yeah, of no, beer. Yeah, that's cheap. For a Can of beer. Yeah, it's not. It's actually. It's not that bad. You, know, that's if you pretty cheap. go to, uh, yeah, cheap. You go to yeah, a lot of places. That's like
4: that's premium liquor.
2: it is. All right. So next up, how about a premium? Canned beer. Now, this would be something like a Modelo, Lavar Arrington. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had a Modelo oh, before. Yeah, Levar. yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a Dos Equis, if you will. <laughs> uh, oh. You know, uh, you know, something Please. from uh, from our friends, uh, you know, Dos down Spas. south. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> <Dos> <laughs> Jeez. yeah uh, don't say that in certain places. Uh, but here we go, uh, Levar Arrington. You go first, I and mean, after that, domestic. Let's go. Why not? Let's go twenty dollars. All right. So twenty dollars oh, for a premium canned beer for LeVar Arrington, uh, Brady Quinn. Uh, go I, ahead. I wanted to say twenty. I I guess I'll say eighteen
0: because I feel like I, I. He's probably right. I think twenty is the number. I'll say eighteen. All
2: right, ladies you and You might be right. Brady Quinn is on the board again. Uh, uh, fifteen dollars yeah. yeah, for a oh, premium can oh, beer. That's all the markup. Is? Yeah, yeah. You get a, a, wow, a, a that's And by surprising. the way, I know this for a fact. You might as well go premium then. Yeah, yeah. twenty four 24 ounce, 24 ounce Modelo is fifteen dollars at the game. Our stadium. Which? That's whoa, whoa,
0: whoa! We should have asked. Are you? You guys are talking
2: twenty four ounces? It does, I mean, it's just these are. Just oh, based it does on the matter, prices. pal. Okay. Uh, last time I checked, right, we if You were saying He's twelve, 12 ounces. Always got to There's always a problem. He's always getting screwed over somehow. No, you're not telling us how. Big these beers are. It right. matters. Brady I got, I got only needs one right more here. to win. Yes. All right, Brady, All right. you need one more to win, and we're going to really crank things up a bit here, ladies and gentlemen. A beer and cheddar brat, Brady Quinn. A beer and cheddar bratwurst well, at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it, this is this and is the beer premium no, no, it, or is it yeah. domestic? It, this yeah. is no, this no, that's is, a bra no bra a, food so, guys. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just food. a food item. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's it's beer flavor. It's a beer brat. Oh, beer flavor. Go Brady. What do you think here?
0: Oh man, I'm going to say uh,
2: $14. Okay. Lavar Aaron, give it to me, high. Danny ah, G. Damn it. Danny, you're the lifeline for Lavar <sighs> here. Man. I'm going to say 12.50. All right. All right, let's go with 12.50. Did right. <laughs> <Is that> Roberto <laughs> just said 30? Le- LeVar Errington is on the board. Yes! It's $13. That came right down to it. Uh all right, finally whoa, whoa. guys, finally a Raiders bottled water. Lavar go quickly here. Uh $8. Brady Quinn. Oh no, that's what I want going to say.
4: <laughs> Eight dollars and one cent. All right, there we ladies go, ladies and gentlemen. Brady Quinn is the winner.
2: Levar has done it. It's six yeah! yeah! dollars. Oh. This is your winner.
1: <laughs> this is Outkick the Coverage.
0: He's Mike Carmen I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex
2: So there's a uh, very bizarre report that came out when it comes to a quarterback situation in the NFL. We're going to get into all of that coming up here just a couple of moments from now. It is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in the program on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We appreciate you making us a part of your Tuesday morning. And we're going to take you all the way up until 9. 9 A.M. Eastern Time, six o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, and, uh, you know, the uh, reviews are pouring in for the guess the concession item price uh, game we just played from Allegiant Stadium a few moments ago. Uh, LeVar Arrington winning by a cent over Brady Quinn. Just a, a, a photo finish. Well, if here's you will. the thing,
4: though. If Brady had gone first, he would have said the number I said. And then he went to set a different number, and he would have ended up winning. So it's like we both won. Well, yeah,
0: not well. My question is: Would you have? Would you have thought it was over eight? Because yes, I
4: was the way everything I, was was panning out. I was right. I Would have went over. I and would I'm have said thinking, one cent like you did. Like
0: desert, you could probably charge a little extra for water. That's And a people good point. are like, yeah, it's hot out here. You know, it's dry. And, I need water. Like, and like, but then I'm you, willing to pay it.
2: And also, it's a, like a souvenir. I think because it, it's a, it's that's, considered see, That's a Raiders, what I was thinking. It's a Raiders bottled water. Right, so see. I'm assuming it's like a souvenir item also uh it, it was, was from that
4: know. that water channel right around the corner from right Ra- uh from the Raiders uh yeah by the the facility
2: way, you, by the way you could tell Levar is part of the elite the fact that he thought a beer was 850 at a game like what the hell game are you gone to? Well, you thought it was whoa, whoa, personally whoa. i, I would have yeah. thought it have been much cheaper but i
4: know that they inflate the prices for the experience i i, in, I said you got to be rich to go to a game <laughs> you anymore you do in, yeah you definitely in lavar's defense you yeah.
0: didn't say ounces i'm just if you there said 12 go. ounce beer i think he's dead off. okay
2: listen yeah. I say yeah. here i do have good news for you though brady okay, because uh man. brady did win the first week of the prop bet monster okay, okay. Did. Uh, he did he won uh, <laughs> last night so congratulations brady which, put everybody which is shocking which, listen yes. uh, lavar <laughs> <Yeah. Levar> somehow
0: lavar <laughs> picked up on <laughs> <up laughs> my strategy right away yeah. of what i wanted to do yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess that wouldn't have worked for all of it. It is. Uh, and, and by the way,
2: the, uh, before we get you into, <laughs> what exactly what I was going to do be, be, before we, uh, before we get into this story, just to, uh, just to clarify, you guys finished tied, uh, for Thursday night's game. Uh, but the two answers is separated Brady from LeVar on last night's game, uh, which who is going to complain about a call first, John Gruden or John Harbaugh. It was Gruden. Mm. Uh, and then also, uh, w- which, uh, famous Raider fan was going to curse in a tweet during the game. First, uh, Brady took the odds-on heavy favorite, and Roberto, our technical producer, I just didn't know. Yeah. I know better now. moving yeah. oh, forward. Oh, you damn right
4: you do. You damn right. He took he took pride <laughs> in being that guy. Though. <laughs> oh it, yeah. It wasn't even warranted for him to do it. Yeah. He just wanted to make sure he was the guy that got on the board first. Let me
2: tell you something. Uh, he's the uh, the Andrew Dice Clay of Jalisco. Oh, that's how that's how this works. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, man. He will. Racist? How's that racist? That's a compliment. Is mm. it though? Yes, it is. is. It? I don't know if it is. Yes, yeah, it that is. That is a damn compliment, yeah. man. I don't know. Look, 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 look
4: I don't know. My dad's from Jalisco, a- not me. I want to see if you <laughs> could tell the uh, droopy eye joke, uh, Berto. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: four hour wow. yeah. five yeah right. <laughs> tell us <how> about <laughs> five yeah. berto we'll uh leave that uh leave that one alone uh, but uh, but uh, so congratulations i'll tell uh, you off here brady yeah it okay. is uh, <laughs> yes or you just tell them now uh, all right <laughs> uh, it is <laughs> okay fair enough all right uh, can we get somebody please explain to me uh, what the hell this report that came out a couple of days ago and obviously yesterday busy with, uh, you know, NFL recaps and we got all sorts of stuff going on. Um, but this report that Adam Schefter had uh, that I, I'm still trying to decipher what sense this makes um, that Adam Schefter came out and said that one of the reasons the 49ers traded up to the third overall spot in this year's draft was their belief that the Patriots were going to trade up. To take Mac Jones, what am I missing here? I I mean, it would—I don't
0: know. Uh, I'm so so confused. It it literally makes no sense. Cocaine is a powerful drug. (laughs) I mean, for real. Like, I I don't know if this is if this is some alternate universe where it makes sense in Adam Schefter's head, but no one else. But what is the point of tweeting this? And trying to, to like work back whatever claim or whatever you said you heard. Like, it is so odd. Because when you're you're going, so the 49ers wanted Mac Jones then? Or, or or what does it matter what the Patriots wanted if you wanted Trey Lance and they wanted Mac Jones? What does it matter? Mac Jones was there when you yes. took Trey Lance. He was, yeah. he was the there. Weird. Like it's it's the weirdest thing. It's like they wanted to trade up because the Patriots were taking Mac Jones. It's it's like, well what's the point of that he, they could have had him they, they chose different they wanted Trey Lance supposedly so if that's the case like what does it matter it's it was the weirdest thing I've seen someone who's dominated an industry for such a long period of time decide to send out like it was the oddest thing I have no idea why, why he wanted it, want that to be out
4: when there. they have to write an article trying to decipher and figure out what the tweet meant that's when you know you done went off the beaten path all the way off of the Be, beaten path. Like
2: he's saying in the article, he's saying, you know, they felt like they were a bunch of worthy candidates. Man, if you're trading up what they traded up, don't you have a guy in mind? 100%. Yeah. Like, that's, Again, that's the part that doesn't add if, up to If me. you did
4: it based off of the Patriots wanting to get Mac Jones, the only reasoning I could come up with, which is this is like you really got to work to get to this conclusion, right, is – we want Trey Lance. So if if the order stays the way that it stays, maybe someone doesn't – maybe the ordering changes of who's going to get taken. And so you're trying to ensure that you get the quarterback that you want and that the possibility of a team being ahead of, of New England would take Mac Jones, which would – take away the opportunity or the ability for the New England Patriots to get Mac Jones. But, but even with that being said, it's still hard to connect the rationale yeah. to why you would – if you're going to move up based off of another team and who that other team is going to take, conventional wisdom says you move up to take that guy. You don't move up and say, oh, well, we moved up to take the guy we wanted because we knew that if – the Patriots moved up. They were going to take Mac Jones. Like it just doesn't. It just sounds like he was under the. He was under the influence when I, it happened. He was hanging out with Young Thug or somebody. You know, it, it, he's popular. He's pop culture these you know,
2: days. We, you know what I mean? We 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 don't. You know, we're joking here, just for uh, people out there that want to start a uh, start a problem. Well, I, I wasn't either. joking. Okay. Well, you. you could you could quote me
4: on uh, that. was wasn't right it's, when he he wrote that tweet. And the thing about you know reporting these days is that it's not. These days it's more about what you can put out there and, and and it's like, how are you going to check adams Adam Schefter's sources? You can't. So when you're talking about people like that who make their business off of having the the accuracy connected to it, and that proves what your credibility is in the industry, you can have slip up moments. Where it's just all about the polarization of what you tweet it, and there ha- there, there's no validity to it. See, well, so hold on, hold on. I,
0: so, so this is what bothers me about this, though. is, and, and I'm not trying to calm out. His job is incredibly difficult. I don't think people want to have that job. It's tedious. It's tedious. They're always on the phone. They always have to be working, networking, right. developing sources. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with him one time. He was like, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see Adrian Peterson you know, play for a while. This might be it for him. And he literally signed a contract later on that day. But that was like four <laughs> years ago. What bothers me is like, and I don't want to go back to the USC head coaching you know, firing of, of Clay Helton, but did you see how many people were just blindly throwing out names? Blindly. Oh, yeah. I, I... And, and I literally know – for a fact, with a couple of the names, like what their desire is. And I've got these pe- – there's people that I work with who are reporters, people uh, with, with multiple networks, and I literally reached out to a couple of them. I said, where are you hearing this? I said, because I can promise you that is not true. So I said, you're either speculating, which is going to knock down your credibility because they're, credi- they're credible people. I said, or I said, you should talk because you might be hearing something different from someone, and I'm hearing right from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. And and that's where this is. That's where we are right now, folks. We're in an era where you now have credible people who feel the pressure of immediacy or urgency to have something for you to digest that's not accurate. And 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 there's a bunch of people who are insiders at the NFL level, the college level who are now falling victim to needing to put out something, needing to say something all the time as fast as humanly possible, and it's just not accurate. It's, it's crazy how we've gotten to this point in, in really reporting. And that could be in sports, news, whatever the case may be.
4: The problem is, and and you're 100% right, it's more about making news than, than breaking news at this point for, for some of these guys, but the problem with what you're saying is is at least make that S make sense. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. if you're going to be that guy, if you're going to be that person that puts something out there for people to consume and have to think about what it is that you put out there, like, man, that that really is a brain twister right there. At least make it consumable in a way where there's some sensibility to it. Like, this is so far off. It's so far off base how do you how do you bounce back and say, all right, you know, I can trust what Adam said. I mean, I guess if he's accurate on some upcoming things, you know, you throw throw a dart enough times, you get close enough to a bullseye, I guess, but I just don't understand. How do you how do you put the tweet out? He hasn't responded I don't I don't recall. I haven't seen it if he has. He hasn't
2: issued like I messed that up. Or well, see, let me clear this up. See, I, I, first of all, I like Adam Schefter. I think he does a really good job. and, and he does, Well, he, and he went to he, Michigan, so it's kind of like yeah, for well, me, listen, I, I, I don't have a listen, problem I mean, piling on him.
4: Listen, I know. It's the same <laughs> yeah. with, <you> know. <laughs> hey, Brady, <laughs> I have no problem piling on him.
0: I'm not piling on him. I'm just pointing out the fact that like no, I'm we need just, to stop I acting like this <laughs> is <laughs> all well, gospel. No, right. We can't believe everything. It's not like these guys or, uh, you know, impervious to, like, being wrong. It, yeah. it, they're wrong. Uh, me, it, can they have just... bad sources. Or they, or they, what I worry about is this, is they get to a point where they just float stuff out there, and, the, and then they see if it sticks or they see if it makes a theory. That's my concern for it because that's kind of a dangerous path to take, and I feel like we're kind of getting there with some of these insiders or some of the more credible sources.
2: It, this is the – so let me just throw the – is this a possibility? Let me just throw this out there. He was the guy – who was the strongest on Mac Jones is the quarterback that the Niners have targeted to take number three overall? He was right, the strongest voice on all that. So much so that the betting odds were heavy in the favor of Mac Jones. And then all of a sudden, things changed the day of the draft. I, I wonder if the 49ers gave him some misleading info. Of course. and 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 then afterwards, the forty nineers said, "Hey, listen, you know, we were trying to, you know, whatever they were trying to accomplish by giving him the leading info. But they said, here, here's a make good." At some point, we can kind of justify the decision, and that was Adam Schefter's attempt to try and save face for the misleading report he got and the bad it info made he It, got from it the made managers. it worse. I know, but but I think I think he looked. It, he it made him look you bad. You can't
4: double down on that. I just, know. Just take that. Just I,
2: take it. But I do think that that, t- and you guys would know this better than me, and, and and people listening, I do think that there are teams out there that will give you and I, I've 100%, talked to insiders. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I wonder if they. But I will say this. I will say this:
4: I did the draft show with Jay Glazer. Yeah, he did not get one draft pick incorrect, not one. Oh well, he Jay's Jay's you not know. Yeah. not one. So so I can't buy that rationale because if your if your sources are as strong as someone like Jay Glazers, you're getting every single draft pick. he got. Every, like, we're sitting there on air. I came in this, hey, hey, Brady, I came in this bad boy. I had my printouts. I had my big sketchbook paper of, of this. You were ready. Yeah. I had the whole entire draft yeah. done. Zay comes walking in, Nothing. Just, just, he's chewing like uh, like a rice cake or something like that. What was, he doing? Like what was that. he doing, my man? He comes walking in, he looks at my, he looks at my list, he's like, yep, that's a good one. Nope, 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 that's a good one, that's a good one, that's a good one, nope, 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 nope. And I was like, I'm looking at Jay like, I'm like, Jay, I am going to torch you when this show gets going. I did my homework, I looked at what these teams need, I understand I I think I got a pulse on who's going to trade. He was up on the trades. He's telling us he's like we got to the point in the show. First part of the show, Jay's looking at us like he give you like this this like this like little shake head, like little head shake where it's like don't say that on air. Like don't say it. Like whatever it is you're about to say, don't say it. Like just let me take it. Right? And in the first in the first part of the drive, I was like, "Man, I'm going." Like this is what I think. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Fire away, baby. And then Jay comes behind me, is like, "Well, this is probably what's going to happen." I talked to such and such and such and such. He said, "This, this, this is that." But here comes the pick. Boom! Exactly what Jay said. Yeah. Exactly what Jay said. So, so he's the, the best. The whole point of what I'm saying is, is if you are going to make that your business, then you had better protect that, like your your credit. You better, you better, you better be paying your taxes on having insider information and protect it like credit. Because to me, what happens when you do something like that, that could be the death of your career. Yeah. I mean, it might seem small in in nature in terms of oh, it's just one story, this, that, and the other. But if you're putting out organizations' names. If it's connected to this decision maker or that decision maker and you're making inaccurate assessments as an insider, you don't know what type of repercussions or blowback there's going to be on the people that you're making insider comments about. And then they're not going to want to share information with you. Now you got to find entirely different sources to be able to get the information that you're going after. Yeah. I just thought it was an irresponsible moment for for Schefter. And I hope he you know gets through it and is cool with what he's doing. But when you're in that type of business, one thing's for certain. Like when Jay comes walking in, Jay has got to be Jay Glazer. That's what makes it. That's his superpower. Yeah. Right. That's his superpower. If you show that your superpower isn't your superpower, then you're going to be looking at the person like, well, why are you running with super friends and you bring no superpower to the table? Like Adam Schefter, you're not running with all of these people you're running with if you can't maintain the the accuracy of what it is that you're putting out there before anybody else is able to consume it that's your superpower yeah very uh very bizarre
2: um it is uh, outkick the coverage here on fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas Knox with you here on fsr get it right
1: uh, brought- be sure to catch live editions of outkick the coverage weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific
2: tire slash sports tire the way tire buying should be. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, This man is standing by uh, with just a plethora of weaponry and things to take out uh, the USC football. Listen, I'm just uh, you know I think we should present uh, the great Petros Papadakis here. Am five seventy LA Sports, Fox College Football Analyst. (laughs) Socks Uh, and Bands. Yeah, by the way, Petros, my (laughs) sister, my sister watches you (laughs) on the Challenge on KNBC out here, and she loves your shoe and socket. And his yeah. shoe
4: game this
5: weekend. Yeah, bro. loves your shoe
2: and sock game. Yeah, like, they. they
1: uh,
5: we have a relationship with uh, Steve Van Doren from you know Vans. Can Van I get Can I
4: get a plug, man? I wear Vans, man. You had them them. Them glittery, them them like they were just blinged out. You know? <laughs> what size are
5: you? Thirteen, brother. I am too. I will send you those shoes. Yeah, yeah. look at you, I will put clean. them in the box and send them. Nice. Although my daughter, like one of her like weird like slime ball toys, exploded on those, and I washed <laughs> uh, them. All. But I think they're okay. I think. A, I mean,
4: you can't complain about getting. Game-worn shoes from Pops. I mean, I'm I'm good. good I'm good, man.
5: Um, I'll have them sent along. I'm also a 13 with my big flat.
4: Yeah, I'll keep Uh, that in mind every uh, time I see a good pair on.
2: uh, (laughs) Hey, Petros, Slow day for USC yesterday. Uh, you want to? Uh, what do you want to <laughs> Regular say you, day. Yeah, you want to recap uh, the Stanford game, or should we talk about uh, you know the the news that you p- predicted, and we're one of the few people that were telling everybody as the hype train was going for USC like it does every year. Uh, this isn't what it seems. Uh, so we must give you a round of applause. There Petros it is, there it is. Called this. Oh, there uh, it is. He called this a long time ago. Way to year. call, call, it, pops. Way, way to call yeah. it, pops. ever stand up, everybody. Way to call it, pops. We are standing
4: up. For you,
5: Pops. Yeah. Yes. The thing thing that's really interesting to me and the thing that really jumped out to me about (laughs) the whole thing was the fact that this has not been any different for the last seven years, basically, under Clay Helton. This is the same way the team plays, wins, and or loses. There was nothing in that game that I saw and I watch a whole game when I got home because we did the Beeves. There was nothing that I saw that was surprising or anything that was out of the ordinary. But the thing that was different was all of a sudden the L.A. media that usually protected Clay Helton for the access to a place that people want to be around, USC, which has become much more of a fan site type of media coverage thing than an actual real media coverage of the place, And I'll give you a couple of examples of that in a moment. But all of that stuff turned on a dime, you know, and if you live in L.A. and you're part of the media like you are, both of you guys, uh, you you kind of were like, what? what? Wait a minute, what happened? Like, that's how I felt. I was like, wait, somebody at SC said, well, now it's okay to go after Clay Helton. We're going to fire him. And all the knives came out and suddenly they fired him and then all the knives went back in and now Pete Thamel and all these people are writing about how the players are in tears and he was such a beloved man and one of the finest human beings of all time. He fired 16 assistant coaches in seven years, guys. <laughs> I mean, those guys have families too. I, you know, I, that's that to me is just amazing. I mean... Two coaches got fired at my tenure at USC, and one of them was John Robinson, who was a legendary coach there and had won a national title, if not two. And they fired him on an answering machine, if you remember that story. Mike Garrett fired him on an answering machine. And Paul Hackett, my other coach, when he got fired, I remember just the media chasing him, and he was doing like an Olympic speed walk to the car as they chased him and yelled at him on his way to the car. And now we have Pete Thamel talking about players in tears and one of the finest human beings and Clay Helton sending a thank-you tweet to USC and USC sending a thank-you tweet to Clay Helton. It's like, oh, my God, you fired the guy in September after the second game. Do you know how hard it is to get fired in September? Save the f- goddamn tears. <laughs> well, and, this, and here's the funny thing about this is it's the third
0: time. Yeah, third time. You fired Sork in the season. You fired Lane Kiffin in the season, which, oh, by the way, it seems like you know, they're, they're onto something good. Like maybe it's, maybe it's
5: not them. Maybe it's you. Like can well, you say that to USC at this point? Well, this has all happened because they've hired coaches that they've perceived at the time that they could control because Pete Carroll was out of control. So it stands to reason that they are gun-shy to give anybody full control, but that's how football programs work. So they went out and hired Lane Kiffin, who got fired in September. That's hard. Sark barely made it out of September, got fired in October. Sheesh. So the last three head coaches at USC have been fired mid-season. That's unheard of. So there's an unbelievable amount of chaos there. And and I use that word too much, but this really is unbelievable. And it comes from this huge, giant bureaucracy that they created for themselves. Mm. Now, the guy that's in charge at USC, I'm not talking about the president of the university. I'm not talking about the AD. I'm talking about a guy named Rick Caruso. He seems to have cut through some of the red tape on the board. And maybe they'll be able to actually hire a coach with a vision that will staff and they'll allow him to staff and they'll try to create a football juggernaut in the next three years when there's leverage for the Pac-12 TV deal and they need to wake up this sleeping giant. So I think everybody's on the same page with that at USC, but it'll be an interesting season from here on out.
4: Pops, to, to say everybody's on the same page – at this point. Well, I'm I mean, talking
5: about above them.
4: Okay, but when again, I think and you, Brady mentioned bureaucracy earlier, you you just doubled down on it not even knowing. So that makes it even more interesting that you guys are using the same wor- words in a in a bureaucracy. You know, we all know that it you cannot it's almost it's almost made or constructed where no one will ever agree with one another, right? It's always going to be yes for this person, no for that person, for whatever reason it may be. And ultimately, it comes down to egos, in my my humble estimation. And when I look at how USC has handled things, it's 100% ego-driven. You know, they can say, oh, well, I want the best for this school, or I want to get the best results. But we continue to see... Where, where coaches are not really in a prime position to have success at USC, aren't given the time or whatever it may be because the resources are there, right? The resources are 100% there. How how can we sit here and really feel confident that USC can actually turn it around and become what it has been in its glory days? I, I don't have confidence in that.
5: Well, I mean... They, they have to hire – you obviously, you can't run a football program like this. You can't run a football program where the head coach is not allowed to hire anybody and doesn't call plays and basically is just a figurehead for the AD to try to move things around him. It happened because the board wouldn't allow Mike Bone, who was hired to fire Clay Helton, to fire Clay Helton. You know, one of the false narratives surrounding Clay Helton is that he was connected to Pete Carroll. He was not. Uh, Kiffin worked for Carroll. Sark worked for Carroll. Kiffin brought Helton in after Pete Carroll was already in Seattle. The only thing Clay Helton was ever connected to at USC is the chaos that you're speaking of, LeVar. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's been the thing that really – Clay Helton is who he is. He never showed anybody he was anything different it's the Los Angeles media that sat here and some of the national media that sat here and told everybody that this was okay. While the conference and the program was in utter chaos. That's the real thing that bothered me. And they tried to disparage voices like mine that were dissenting voices and to say bad things about them and spread rumors and stuff like that, because they didn't like what was being said only to turn around and admit exactly what was being said. It's been a frustrating situation. But like I said, if the red tape in the board of trust – I wish it wasn't such a complicated situation. Sounds like it. And I wish these weren't the biggest controversies USC has. Uh, If you look up Dr. Tyndall or Dr. – the guy, the the optometrist guy with the hooker in Huntington Beach, they have some really (laughs) – Really bad thing. Did they show and a picture with, of the uh, hooker? Tell me more. Yeah, you could see. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about yeah, on, that. Yeah, was it way.
4: impressive? Yeah. What are we looking at?
0: Pulafito
5: was the name. He's one of the. Uh, he was one of the big. He was a billion dollar fundraiser. A lot of and, Italians uh, so far there. Petrus. What, what, what's happening there? I don't know what he was, uh, but he was, a. a he loved, uh, he loved Somali and hooker.
2: Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
5: these are stories, but, but it's not that those things happened. It's that USC was active in, in helping cover them up. Mm. And the president of the university that's, that perpetuated all that stuff is still on campus. Max Nikias, they, they, they they still built, built an office for him you know it usc's always been about money but it became grossly and hyperactively about money like a monster like the thing at the end of akira uh, in the in the last maybe 12 years and that's what caused a lot of these problems i think they recognize that to a certain degree and i think they understand that if you're going to hire a real football coach you have to allow him to pay assistance. USC is not an easy place to get assistance, to be honest, because where are you going to live? You have to live somewhere where you're commuting and you have to, housing is not cheap here. So you got to be paid to come here and coordinate offense or defense. And, They've got to go get those.
4: Where guys. do the coaches live when when you coach at all USC? All over the place. Manhattan Beach,
5: South Bay, the South Valley. Bay. Yeah, uh, yeah Manhattan Beach, Hermosa. Yeah, Palos Verde's here, uh, where I am. Uh, some down in Orange County. I remember Hugh Jack, your boy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Ed Ogeron lived, you know, in some of those like pink houses. That they all look the same down mm. in Orange County. Okay. Uh, they come all the way from Orange County. Some people do. People wow. come from all over. You know, UCLA is even more complicated. Right? Where, where are you going to live there? I mean, you either live in West LA where Gwyneth Paltrow is your neighbor, or you which gotta, is
4: expensive unless you unless yeah. you're getting in one of those apartments, right? Uh huh. I don't uh, know. In the corridor. Worth it. She's uh, worth You're it, so probably. funny. That's Paltrow.
0: Funny. What? Yeah. we <laughs> to be neighbors with her. would Be awesome. Oh, yeah.
5: okay. probably the worst thing that could ever. That may be worse than Clay. I learned something yeah. about Brady. <laughs> is that, <laughs> worse mean, Clay is that worse
0: than me listening to Imagine Dragons the other day?
5: Uh, I like Imagine Dragons. The worst Dragon. thing is, uh... oh, oh no, Jesus. No. I, I like cut him. Clay Helton He's off gracious. on uh, on PV Drive the other day. He lives in, around here, and that wasn't good. I mean, I mean enough to the guy. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold you on. cut him off. I didn't Career mean before. to. You know, I'm not too clear behind the wheel, and I they have this giant truck that they make me drive because I work for Chevy, and I just cut him <laughs> off. Oh, wow. He looked kind of like pre, Mr. Pre-firing? Incredible, you know, in his car. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: that's an important question, Brady.
5: Pre-firing or post-firing? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, well, it wasn't yesterday. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but you
4: oh, knew he was going to get fired, so yeah, you, you gave him the perfect. cutoff before, well, before, everybody's before get fired. he got cut off.
5: There, everybody's just waiting to get fired. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. But especially true. at USC. Yeah. And we'll see what happens now. I mean, the power struggle that's going to happen now is amazing because they called Dante Williams to be the head coach, who's a recruiter and a secondary coach, not a coordinator. And he's new there, uh, but he's from Los Angeles. And then you have Todd Orlando, the D coordinator with a, he looks like the PE teacher that said, kick me in the Jimmy, you know, to be Beavis and Butthead. And then, uh, and then Graham Harrell, who, who pretty much thinks, you know, that the air raid offense is like the new Testament of the Bible. And those three guys are going to be vying for power and control over a very talented football team uh, for the next two and a half months, <laughs> which is going to be pretty interesting. Top,
4: you mentioned recruiting. How does this play out for recruitment, yeah. and how does it play out for the the kids that? are I mean, the transfer portal has become so relevant and so prominent. I mean, this is an opportunity for people to rate the. Uh, the cupboard, so to speak, oh, in the USC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the you know, the wolves are out. You got to <laughs> assume, right?
5: Yeah, they're in the know, but, house. But you can reverse wolf the wolf. You know, when you hire a coach, right? Uh, the, the thing that concerns me more because you, you've seen coaching changes at your alma mater and controversy. Sure, not and God, many. God, God knows, but it's a,
4: a horrible controversy for certain.
5: Yeah, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah, and and you know, people always say. We can't fire this guy. What about the recruits? You know, and they said that about. They said that about Kiffin. They said that about Sark. And that they, you know, saying it about not, not that you're saying that about yeah. Helton. but uh, the letters at a place like USC recruit themselves. Yeah, which is a testament as to why Clay Helton never had a top five or top ten recruiting class, which he had a few. Uh, people want to go to USC. There's just it doesn't matter who the coach is, and I've seen it my entire life, and you can't tell me that that it's not true. What The thing that concerns me is a little bit like UCLA. Uh, UCLA had what they had under Mora. Uh, it fell apart, and they hired Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly is really different. He runs a football practice differently than most people. I
4: love the way he runs his practices.
5: It's crazy, and it was a really intense and hard sea change for – the kids in that program and they Mm -hmm. had massive transfers that kid Jalen Phillips quit football and then transferred to Miami and became a top five pick so and there was negative press about it and they weren't great on the field and now all of a sudden that you look at their bodies you look at the way they're coming off the ball you look at the way they beat LSU at the line of scrimmage you say oh my god Uh, not only did they develop the fronts but this system works. It was just really and it painful. It takes time, but yeah, t- it a takes lot t- of time. I, see, that's why I feel and, and SC, USC though. Like USC they were,
4: doesn't give that time.
5: Well, they run an air raid. You know, it's like so they don't really have tight ends that know how to block. So if you don't have that on offense, you don't practice against it on defense, and you get your ass run over when you play against Notre Dame or somebody that knows how to run the football. So you feel like an idiot, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be painful to overcome whoever they hire. With, right. the, with the personnel they have. So uh, maybe a mass exodus and more people coming in might not be a bad thing, but there's a risk there too, you know, to lose uh, some of your culture. You become a little bit like the team in the longest yard, you know, just dudes yeah. coming <laughs> off a bus. <laughs> I, I actually think the portal could work in their favor as much as it gets some it
0: could, of these guys yeah. out. It could work in their favor. I, I need to ask you this. Because my understanding is, if Urban Meyer wanted the USC job, he could have had it. Or and I, I, know, I know there was some red tape, some things to go through. But that was my understanding. Because no, the, was as, saying, as,
5: that wasn't mine. So oh. that's okay. But oh. you know him Not, better than I do. I
0: so, do but but my, the funny thing is, is now that it is open, even though he's an NFL head coach, you get people who are speculating that, that he would leave that job after one game. Pull the to rip take That
5: job. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't like the NFL.
4: Yeah, after one game. After one game.
5: Yeah, maybe. In the preseason. I mean, I don't know. I don't like the NFL that much.
2: Uh,
4: Uh. (laughs) is this what it's come to? This is what it's come down to.
5: No, I'd go after – well, uh, a lot of people say Mike Bone doesn't really know that many people. Uh, He's the guy that hired Dan Hawkins and John Embry at Colorado, but he hired Luke Fickle at Ohio State, and I think everybody – or, excuse me, at Cincinnati Cincinnati. uh, from Ohio State. And I think that – I think a lot of people would be okay with that. Uh, I'd go after Matt Campbell. I'd lock him in a room and let him do whatever he wanted and let him <laughs> build the program. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Can I apply for that job? am yeah. <laughs> not going to want it to do anything to me. Oh, oh man. Oh, I mean, God. I don't know. Some people might
4: want to. Oh, oh, gosh. Uh, Petro you know, there's a French is...
5: term where you're, like, so ugly that you come out the other side as attractive. Yeah. And that is me. That's me too, Pops. <laughs> we're together on that one. We're That's sexy. Why we have the
2: same shoe size.
5: We're
4: sexy, bro. We're not. We don't have to be pretty. We're we're <laughs> sexy.
2: Uh, get him on Twitter at the old P Petros. We always appreciate it, man. Uh, great stuff. Uh, let's do it again soon, Pops. You I'm, are I'm, a beast.
5: I'm calling USC Oregon State. All right, there ought to be nice. some fireworks in twelve about twelve days. Petros, right. the voice of the beeves, by the way. <laughs> voice gotta, of the beebs, you got to
4: say Petrus, something that day. that lets us know that you're you're thinking of us while you're doing the call. Something, yeah. to, oh, you don't know, worry. I don't know, something that <laughs> lets <laughs> Brady so, and Jonas worry. and I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> pops just made the reference. We'll, what if we'll I just say, go.
5: hey, that guy's that was a great tackle, sideline to sideline, like very It reminded me. Of Lavar, of my great, oh, of my yeah. great friend, my dear friend, yes, wearing the number one, yes, in yeah. your hearts and in your program. yes, yeah. I like that. Copy great, that.
4: you'll have to do that.
5: I'll deliver
2: it. Boom. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) 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 Petros. Petros. Let's do it again soon, man. Have fun in Nebraska, Brady, or wherever you're going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll go to
5: Norman. uh,
2: Get him on Twitter, at the old P. It is out. Kick (laughs) the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn with you here on FSR. Uh, Coming up next, uh, there's somebody in the world of sports uh, that is refusing to pay off their debt. Come right. on, Jonas. We, listen. Why uh, are you th- talking about yourself? I'm just saying. It's happening. And we'll get into it next here on The Scraps here on FSR. Mm. Oh, oh,
0: oh, all right.